This is like having a superpower. Oh, Christ. <laughs> is that Ricky? <laughs> yeah. He's Ricky. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see how hard science's bed is. Oh, I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher T. Bag Gibson. Namaste Andy, namaste Schmoopy. And Cameron Schmoopy Shearer. Uh, good results Andy and good results Chris. Thanks everyone. Thanks Schmoopy. I wonder what my good results are hmm. these days. I don't know. So sad. Something good so happening sad. with ver- verb sigh. Yeah. To stop saying verb sigh. Um, it's catching on. Yeah. The kids are using it now. How hard is your bed? I have no idea. The, uh, Do the, you like a hard firmness? bed or a soft bed? Uh, I don't know. I have not quantified the hardness and or softness Come on, of my mate. bed. When you go to a store, you sit on beds and you bounce on them and you get a preference. But there is no hardness or softness indicator on the bed. Yeah, but they yes, have like, there is. Is there? What's yeah, it called? They, oh, they, say, they say like hard or soft on the for the mattress. I need gradations for it to be precise. Oh, I can't remember the exact gradations. Mm. When we bought our bed, we lay on top of some electronic bed. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, we'll, we'll see your lying down profiles. Oh, wow. And then uh, apparently I needed a firm bed and Laura and my wife needed a soft or medium bed. Well, if we do a science this on buying a bed, that's my science this. All right, fine. Fine. <laughs> Schmoopster, soft. Well, I just said firm. Shit, I wasn't listening. Uh, yeah. but- <laughs> you really don't listen to anything we say, do you? <laughs> I was too busy reading my notes. How <laughs> firm though, times. like to the point where like it's just like a plank of wood. Harder. So, <laughs> so, so firm, in fact, that when you lay on it, you you rebound off. It gives energy to you and you fly More off. More firm yeah. than that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. Uh, I suspect I like a really uh, soft bed, I assume. Yeah, well, uh, ages ago we bought a bed and we nicknamed it The Cloud because it was so soft, you just sink into it. It was great. I mean, like now it's old enough that we've got those permanent divots where we we sleep. Yeah. We put like a memory foam thing on the top of ours. That is really soft. And our pillows are memory foam pillows, so... I would hate to be remembering the stuff you do on your bed. <laughs> the mattress well, that, is just like, no! That, that phone Having has flashbacks. to remember it. it that's its entire Post-traumatic, post-traumatic stress. <laughs> Wakes up. Um, what would science want? Uh, Schmoopster. Does science sleep? Oh, shut up. Yeah, I know. You know Andy never accepts those answers. Yes. Boring. But does it? You can say yes. Yeah. Okay. And it needs or- to sleep on a bed. Uh, on a bed as well. Yeah. It doesn't. I, I would have liked science kind of still doing something monotonous while it was sleeping. Could so be doing like, calculations while it's sleeping. Yeah, because its so brain is like a computer. Okay, like how many fishes don't actually stop moving when they sleep; they keep doing something. I think science mm. would be like that. Shark has to keep moving, otherwise it dies because of the oxygen over its gills or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, sure. Gibbo, uh, science loves a really, really, really soft mattress. Why is that? Uh, because that's the most comfortable and science needs its rest because it's always, you know, being science. So it does need some rest. Yeah, good. I think I like the idea of science sleeping upside down like a bat. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind of mattress is that? <laughs> That's like a really hard tubular mattress <laughs> that hooks into the back of the knees, assuming oh, science see. has knees. <laughs> You're the kind of guy who would have thought about doing that at one point. Yeah, mm. well... It's kind of a new age, weird hippie thing that you is entertain. Is it really sleeping upside down? Yeah, guaranteed. It's a, it's a way to get that. attention and something to talk about. <laughs> That's why I think you would have th- done it. It's news for the week. Oh, wow. I thought that was going to be like, uh, like the Seven Dwarves or it something. It started off. Yeah, hi ho, like normal. Hi ho, it's off to news we go. Oh, I like do, that do, one. Do, do. Thank you. Maybe we should use that more. That's, yeah, that's a better one. Although I got Cameron dancing. We you did. All, you we did. We could all be involved in Chris's one. Cameron's a real nah, dancer, though. Thing. We've seen him dance plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. At his wedding, last time I saw Cameron dance. Very good. Yeah. Um, news for the week. What's going on, Cameroon? I, as far as I know, have a personal first in science. Perfect. <gasps> Maybe it's not the personal first, but it's the first time I know that this has happened. I was acknowledged in a publication. Yeah, oh, hang on. Well, we, hold on. That, no, yeah, no. hang on. <laughs> what are you like, talking about? <laughs> good. So, do you mean in the acknowledgement section or in the text? I would like, or like just in the acknowledgement section. Okay, right. Okay. So we talked recently. I can't remember exactly how yeah. you put it, Chris, but how. What, what that is the academic in- slap in the face. That is <laughs> kicking the balls. Call it whatever you want. Um, ouch. Yeah, I, Sorry, I had stupid. one of those recently too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is the first time I was acknowledged and I saw that this person had written a paper and I thought, hang on a minute. Yeah. Didn't I do something for them? What mm-hmm. did I do? And then I looked through and I couldn't. I still couldn't remember what I actually did for them. Yeah. And then in the acknowledgement, there it is. Thank you to Dr. Cameron Shearer. You did for- enough to be a co-author. And, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't mind. You're okay with that? Okay. Yeah, I was fine. Uh, yeah, it's nice. Um, oh, that's a slap in the. It's nice. Mm. Well, well, I'm just on. agreeing come with on. Andy. <laughs> Andy. What else can I say? It was it was brilliant. I I uh, I told everyone. That's why. That's why. Unexpected. Because the acknowledgement section is like when it's unexpected. Like, oh, I didn't do enough to be in the authorship, but it was it was unexpected. It was a, a surprise. Yeah, that unexpectedly I, shit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that sounds like nice to me, Andy. Unexpectedly okay, disappointing. Right. We'll settle for nice. But <laughs> I have won the acknowledgements because I was the first listed person acknowledged. <gasps> yes. Out of two. Before grants, before facilities, before everything. Before a second person oh, as well. Oh, shit. Something for the paper. So you're mega acknowledged. Well, I'm, um, I'm the first... Author of the acknowledge section. <laughs> tell, tell me, Cameron, with this first author acknowledgement, you'll be whacking that in the CV, no doubt, won't you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. And the person who comes second in this acknowledgement list is a character from our show. <gasps> no. So not a not a guest guest star. Yeah. Maybe guest. Yeah. But Anders Barlow, oh. aka ah. Balls Out Barlow, balls out was Barlow. also acknowledged on this paper. Good old Balls Brilliant. Out. Yeah. If he's so. around, his balls are out. <laughs> Sorry, Balls Out. <laughs> I'm, I'm even lost in the mythology of Anders now. I'm yeah. not quite sure where the where the myth begins and the person ends. <laughs> Look, who knows exactly how he got Balls Out Barlow, but it's stuck and it's there to stay. Yeah, that's where it is. Good. Mm. Well, congratulations. Well done. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, okay, yeah. look. 
I would norm- wouldn't normally congratulate someone on acknowledgement, but because you value it, Schmoopy, I'm yeah. going to say congratulations. And I was first author of the acknowledgement. And well and you done. beat Balls Out Barlow in the acknowledgement, beat, so that deserves a, a congratulations. Out Sorry, Balls Out. For me, I've got loads of stuff coming up. November's looking mental. I've been asked to MC for a pitching for investment event at South Start, so that's Bloody good. It's hell. a whole day of pitching for investment. I can't believe people approach you to do this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Do people know who you are? No, obviously not. No, what they do is they saw me on LinkedIn and gone, eh. <laughs> <laughs> He's close. He's got a... <laughs> I'll accept that, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Is there guaranteed investment? Is this pitching for investment? Uh, I think so. I'm, I'm obviously not pitching, but there's a number of companies that are, and I, it's not guaranteed, but the idea is that they're bringing the people with money into the room with people that want money. So, yeah. so it's a Shark Tank style event? I think so, yeah. Okay. I want money. Well, <laughs> make a business and pitch it to investors. It's easy. Uh, it's easy. Uh, I just want some. Do I have to um, do something for it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just well, no. I said I don't have to do something for it. No, you just form a business, lie to a bunch of people about what it can do, and then get money. Yeah, sounds like hard work. Yeah, um, Verbalize.science is sponsoring an event. Good Whoa. on you, Verbsire. Well done, Verbsire. I am not sponsoring Peepop. I am sponsoring the Theo Murphy networking event at uh, something that's coming up, like a conference that's coming up, and this is like a satellite event. Okay, and it's for industry. And researchers. So the idea it's a networking event to bring those people together. So mm. Verbalize.science is sponsoring that event, which means I get five minutes after oh. the chief scientist, SA's chief scientist, to talk about Verbalize.science. Oh, awesome. Nice. Very good. Yeah. What, how far after? Like straight after. Okay, good. Yeah, not like <laughs> they they make sure they leave the room. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's then there's it. a two hour lunch break. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure how I feel about this because I did have to spend money. Yes. Right. But because I've got the grant, I'm like, I'd rather spend this money and test it out, see what see what happens. I because you see people sponsoring events. Mm. Surely they get something other than thanks and feel good. Uh, For me at the moment, I want to know let more people know about my services. So I'll let you know how it goes. Well, you gotta you gotta spend money to make money, don't you, Chris? Uh, I've heard that on the news and on the telly before. Yeah, I agree. Especially, and it's even nicer if it's not your money. Very good. Mm. Um, I am off to the Australian Science Communicators Conference uh, next month in November as well. But guess what? What? I'm doing another podcast. Sorry, guys. <sighs> They've invited me to do a podcast in one of the sessions. So whatever. Well, is this going to so, be a regular thing? No, just, well, maybe once a year if it goes well. But mm. uh, I've, the topic, and I'm a little bit confused about this, is... What does STEM mean to you? They, you, I know exactly what you think of when you hear STEM. What? It's something pe- rude. Penis related. <laughs> something rude. You need to practice your response to this. Yeah, look, you I need should, to work on it. I've got to hide my real self <laughs> yeah, and allow do. the professional me to come. Hide to the it front. under layers and layers of professionalism. Do you know what? Like, I, th- I feel like they've limited because they've given me an acronym. <laughs> And surely everyone's just going to be confused and be like, well, it means science, technology, engineering, and maths. Yes, mm. that is what everyone else will, will go So with. I've got to come up with a fancy, fun thing. You don't have to. Well, I'll make it up yeah, on the day, on. like I go. do with this podcast. Um, so that's fun. But another little interesting thing, I'm staying in a capsule hotel in Sydney oh, because I left my... By choice? Yeah, because... <laughs> 
I left my booking until like the last moment. Like it's a month away and in Sydney, that's like, you know, it's too late to get the good things, to get the good cheap things. Now there's the cheap things that are left over. Yeah. So I'm staying in a capsule hotel for four nights. Yeah, you're sleeping in a coffin. Yeah, you're going to leave your... Well, so this isn't like the Japanese one where you've got a book you got to check out in the morning. Yeah. You still get, it's like a, it's like an actual capsule. It's like a coffin yeah. <laughs> with a door on it. That's right. And you, there's a key card access to this one. So it's an actual like sealed yeah, container. Yeah, you, lo- you get locked in. Yeah. It's mm. crazy. Anyway, I'll let you know how that goes. I saw it. It was cheap as $47 a night. I'll bet because it's a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> it's something not much bigger than your body. That shouldn't yeah. cost, $47 is a rip off. <laughs> I guess so. There's what quite if you a lot get in it. claustrophobic? Yeah. You're going to end up sleeping on the street. No, yeah. I thought Tough. you were doing okay, Andy. Look, I'm doing all right, all but business, not great. Business expenses, aren't they? Well, they are, but you've got to have money coming in to, to mm. make it a business expense. Anyway, so that's good. So, Capture Hotel. Yeah. It'll be good for the podcast. Yeah, yeah that's right. It'll give <laughs> us something to talk up, about. Don't use it up on your other sitcom podcast. <laughs> yeah, I won't. Yeah. I won't. Enjoy your coffin. Yeah, I will. Um, and that's me. Go on, Gibbo. Uh, so news, regular listener, contributor, and rabid Gibsonite, Heavy D, a.k.a. Daryl Jones, got married to his beautiful wife, Nikki. Congratulations. Well done. On October 13, reception was awesome. Yeah. I've got written here, Gibbo got loose. Is that fair to say, Andy? Gibbo, <laughs> if I was to describe you in one word, it would be drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Free wine. What time? Uh, what time did I go home? What time did you get... Were you officially uh, drunk? Oh, I'd say nine o'clock onwards. Okay. Yeah. You oh no, wine. no. Was it a wine that, thing? You don't drink a lot of wine. I, I look. What they happened were very was, generous. Yeah, and and I do like a little bit of red on occasion, and they were just throwing bottles of it at me, mm-hmm. and I did the thing where started drinking beer, then started drinking wine, switched completely to wine, and just started down on it like beer. Yeah. And then <laughs> things got a little hairy. Uh, you don't take small sips. No. No, and I don't take small sips of wine. And and it was one of those situations where, you know, that side of you is like, this isn't a good idea. Mm. I wouldn't do that. Mm. That side of me was getting weedier and weedier <laughs> and smaller and thinner. Yeah. And the, that's a great idea, even though it was a bad idea, was getting bigger and buffer. Yeah. And that's why I ended up dancing. Yeah, you were you were right into it. Not just dancing. I think I did some break dancing. Didn't so I, uh, you, I didn't see any break dancing, but you were. Oh, you were throwing down the stand up break break. Yeah, don't moves. You, you sometimes like roll, um, do the thing where you kind of spin on your back. Yeah, yeah. So you know did the you thing do you do one? before that, where you sort of move <laughs> your hands and you kick your feet back and forth a bit. Oh uh, yeah, yep. I did a lot of that, but I never got to the ground, did I? No, your wife uh, made sure of that. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, my lovely wife Joyce took over, and we left before things got really messy. <laughs> Ten o'clock? No, it was a bit after eleven. We were the first to leave. Um, Uber got called. I remember vaguely sitting in the back of the car as we picked the kids up, ranting to the poor Uber driver about something, and then next thing I woke up in uh, my daughter's bed, fully clothed. Yeah. You know, and I was you know, on my own. Everyone left me. Yeah. Apparently, I snored all night. Yeah. It's the usual. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> but it was oh, good fun. Point, Everyone else seemed to have fun too. Point being, congratulations, Daryl and Nikki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I knew there was something else uh, I had to report there. So, I haven't got too much to report. Just a little bit. Hit 1,600 sites on Scopus. Whoa. Um, also passed 1,500 on Web of Science Core Collection. Again, 
that's a huge difference. Nearly a hundred sites difference between two databases. Pick it up, Web of Science core collection. Uh, exactly, Web of Science all databases is fifteen thirty four. That's still way behind Scopus. Rubbish. Just um, disappointing. Anyway, um, got a quick Shauna story. Very proud of my little girl. She loves basketball, Schmoopy. This is a sports story. You're gonna love it. Swish. There was some not swishing. There was some Did she dunk um, on some someone? defense going oh. on. You'll love this because that's an important part of the game. A true, a true athlete says things like that. Boring. Um, anyway, two uh, um, sixth graders, sixth grader boys who are four years older than Shauna. They were what? They were at the training. They do training. Sound like and punks. They were, they were young punks, <laughs> young punks, <laughs> and they were dissing Shauna, saying, "You can't get the ball off me." Boom, takes she the ball it. off one. Oh, yeah. Next one. Oh, you can't get the ball off me. Boom, takes the ball off him. Cop that. And punks. then as Sean was walking away, they, they, she heard them in the background go, that kid's really good. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's lovely. That's the ultimate. Yeah, that, yeah, beaming with pride. Great work. Uh, great work. Uh, but she heard her hand playing basketball. Yeah. So she's been asking for daddy to come home. So I've got to keep this quick. Yeah. Got to keep right, this quick. Good. Got to get home to my little girl. Um, Les Gibbo. Oh, Gibbo. Is that really Gibbo or is it someone else? Is it like a skinnier version like Gibbo? Is that... Gibbo, or is it someone? I can't tell. Oh, he's wasting away. Mm, no, it's him. It's him. Believe me, it's him. And previously he was 105.2, now down to 103.1. And for uh, Paul G making the graphs, he's told me the hardest thing is trying to work out the date that we record on. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> 24th. Uh, 24th of October. Yeah, very Perfect. good. Thanks, Moby. Thanks for reminding me. Um, and boom, that's it. Gibson's out. It's time for Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. That was the best, that was great. That was the best we've done. Yeah, always. It's always. the best you guys have done. The topic for the day <laughs> is make Cameron a better supervisor. Mm. Can we do it? Do we need bionics? Cameron, this you actually approached us because we are a font I a did juicy knowledge about supervising. A obviously, a font, mm. fount. What do you say? I'm always oh, I'm, a fountain. I'm a yeah, font full of fountains. Yeah, fountain full of. <laughs> oh, I don't want to know. It's like some yeah. sort of Russian doll thing going on. What? Um, Cameron, what are you up to? Why? Why are you asking us this? Tell me, young man, why you're here seeking my mentoring advice. <laughs> oh, you're going to be insufferable. <laughs> uh, I intend to be. Uh. <laughs> You're I can't believe you didn't anticipate this movie. You are regretting it now. Brilliant. So a bit of news is I am now an official PhD co-supervisor. Well done. Nice. Well done. First ever time I've for me to be an official. Yeah, because you've supervised people in the past, but not on paper, is that? You have effectively exactly. done it, of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so it's a big, big step up for me. Uh in the past, when I'm just kind of just been helping people, yeah, it's been very easy to uh, help the good ones and leave the bad ones alone. <laughs> uh, you're like 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 you're climbing Mount Everest. A couple of them have fallen by the wayside, so right. and it's just like I'm sorry, you know, we're in the kill zone now, mate. If you fall down, that's it. There's yeah. nothing we can do to save this person. There's certainly nothing I'm going to yeah. do, buddy. <laughs> And so now, for the first time, I'm really feeling some actual pressure to yeah. help someone. Yeah. Regardless of if it's 
easy for me or not. Yeah. That's great because a lot of supervisors don't feel any pressure <laughs> at all. So, so that's great that you feel some pressure. Yeah, that's it's great. a good thing to start on. It's a good thing to start that way. Uh, and so I'm actually going through an online training course to to be allowed to be a supervisor. Okay, provided oh, yeah. by the university. Provided by the university. Yep. Mm. Um, and going through some of these do's and don'ts, uh, it's <laughs> A miracle that some of the supervisors who have been supervisors uh, are allowed to be supervisors. Wow, okay. Because there's some obvious don'ts. So they're doing a lot of don'ts, is that right? They are doing a lot of don'ts. You only have to look at them to know they're doing don'ts. (laughs) And uh, so there's there's about seven modules and at the end of the module there's a few quiz quiz questions. Mm. And I have been reading everything. Yeah. Um, there's some videos. I haven't watched a single video. Uh, <laughs> don't have time. Uh, that's a that's a don't you doing? <laughs> yeah. Come on. But the quiz questions at the end, I wouldn't need. I wouldn't actually need to read anything. And this is why so many supervisors, if they even have had to do this in the past, they skip to the questions. They just you would just skip to the questions. Yeah. And then it's just obviously wrong answer. Obviously wrong answer. Obviously wrong answer. <laughs> right answer. If a student comes to you for advice, do you? Kill them, <laughs> poison them, murder them, help them. Yeah, something like that. And even these obviously wrong answers are things I see people do all the time. Oh, okay. yeah, right. So a lot of it's just like... No one's killing anyone, by the way. Uh, yeah, like not agreeing to meet with students and other things like okay, that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the, the quiz questions are the easy part. Is the actual planning and, and there's books on PhD supervision and, mm. and, and they're trying to condense all that information down mm-hmm. and i'm finding some things to be self uh, to be contradictory b- b- between each other mm-hmm. okay um and so one of them is uh there's a question with uh a, your student comes to you asking for english advice and then it was what 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 should you do in this case mm. and the, a wrong answer was direct them to the university's um english help um, center that, that's, that's, wrong. that's wrong that was wrong What's the correct wrong? answer was go th- get 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 them to do a piece of writing and go through it with them line by line wow okay <sighs> that that's assumes that your grammar is also perfect well, yeah it does <laughs> yeah it does yeah yeah um and so and then later on there was a question was uh, you have an international PhD student and they're having problems with their visa. What do you do? And Ooh. so the wrong answer here was say that you'll do everything you can and re- and help and sit down with them and research what to mm. do next. <laughs> the and opposite the, of the English. And the right answer was direct them to the university's uh, <laughs> international office. Right. What? So, is, so the difference there being that one of them was about making them a better scientist and the other one was admin work you shouldn't be involved in i maybe or or like visa things are personal as well yeah okay mm, yeah that that I, seems contradictory yes but i mm. so i don't mind the personal um split and i think that's probably a, a probably a good spot to do it as much as it can be difficult to to not get into people's personal problems when you're oh, I love spending it. so much time with them. Oh, I'll get into your personal uh, problems, mate. But the idea that I can't send them for English help uh, just seems a bit off. So it's not like yeah. a, I, I wouldn't go through with someone line by line no, on you, how to help you out their English. do a combination English. of the two. Yes. Yeah. But the visa one's interesting because if you, if you do it personally and you screw it up, you could really affect their life. 
So you want them to get official advice from from people in the know. Mm, I think that point. that makes that makes sense. But I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you have to help them with their writing. That's inevitably going to have to happen. Mm. But but perhaps getting some help from the department at the university that focuses on helping people with English yeah. would make some sense to me. Seems to make. I'm sense throwing it me. out there as a crazy yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's one of these ones where this wasn't a question with more than one right answer. It was just this is the right answer. The right answer was to go through wow. line by line, and okay. I, I guess that's the problem when with an online training course. Yeah, yeah. So now, how often can I delegate responsibilities? Then, so those those were two examples where I was delegating responsibilities to other mm. people. Can I do that all the time? Like, where's my well, delegation you're the, of responsibilities line. You're the co-supervisor, so yep. anything that the supervisor doesn't want to do, you do, and you got to <laughs> put up with it. <laughs> I mean, how much can you do? That, that's a good question. That comes down really to your personal style. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be a micromanager or are you going to be a palm them off onto as many other people as possible? That just comes down to your personal style. Yep. Now, I don't think you're going to be a palm them off onto lots of other people. But then again, you can't take on absolutely everything. Well, in, when I get when I start giving advice to Cameron, I've got advice around how you're meant to change as a supervisor over the three years. Oh, how you're meant to change? As the supervisor's meant to oh, change. Oh, very good. Yeah. That that's not bad. That's mm. not bad. Well, I think we could get into that. So I did a little bit of research. <coughs> oh, oh, bloody hell. Stop me! Stop me, guys! Oh, I'm, I'm bloody doing it. I'm being left behind here. Um. And there was this group from the UK called angelproductions.co.uk. And their website looks shit, but they produce <laughs> videos. There's some advice yeah. for you. <laughs> well, I'm not going to listen to this if they got a shit website. <laughs> their website is very shit. Uh, but they, they, I don't even know if it's like a, if they get paid for it, but they produce videos for PhD students. And this particular video was exploring about what it takes to build meaningful relationships um, with yeah between the supervisor and PhD student. Mm-hmm. And what they did is there was this group of people. So it was three experienced academics from the London School of Economics, U- University of Warwick and Queen's University in Belfast, who were all shortlisted for a national award in supervising. And so they shared their ideas about how they supervise a mm. PhD student. Mm. All okay. right. What I'm going to do is just list what they said and feel free to jump in and tackle them if you disagree. It's wrong. Okay, great. Not you, Gibbo. First of all, they said you get the most from your student. You need to make your student feel responsible from the very start for their um, their project. So you, mm-hmm. it's not about handing over responsibility necessarily, mm-hmm. but it is about instilling the the act of making them responsible for things yeah does mm. that kind of that balance make sense yeah i think you can tell them that <laughs> and then at the very start it may not in actuality be happening but I, I think letting them know that in the end they are ultimately responsible for their project probably isn't a bad thing yeah, yeah. but how how could i implement that so mm. i just say oh so you're responsible for this yeah yeah so uh i don't have an answer for you uh, next thing <laughs> is... Oh, we're moving on. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've done some things like uh, say that this is the idea of the project, mm. um, but we I don't know the best way to do this step or this step or this step. Yeah, I think that's Maybe good. Maybe you can 
well, not maybe, please do some research in these on these three areas. Yeah, and then come up with some possibilities. Yeah, I think that's good. That's that's making them at least. I mean responsible and accountable are those kind of like hand in hand yeah. i think i think setting them some challenges so you can ascertain what level they're at and what they're capable of doing yeah. is Ooh, important what a great segue thank you be challenging and challenge the student oh, it's like i read it i there. know yeah it's like you looked over my shoulder so that was the saying of, as part of the process is as a supervisor um you are there to challenge i guess that's means don't like you can do it without being a dickhead mm-hmm. right so, so you can playing tennis yeah and I, I guess you're not <laughs> i don't know what that means why is it it's, it's a sport yeah oh no tennis is is there a particular <laughs> thing where you challenge and you go up and you're like <laughs> at the net or something you challenge the umpire I, when they make a bad I decision challenge them to a game of tennis yeah, def- oh that's he, easy i get he, that one and then he defeats them and pours scorn yeah. on them yeah um <laughs> You yeah, have to beat me uh, at tennis by the time the PhD's <laughs> over. So yeah, be challenging, okay. but not not like not a devil's advocate for everything. Yeah. Uh, so challenge them on their ideas. Yeah. Not challenge them as in ask them to do things which they're probably not ready to do <laughs> yet. Like that's yeah. what I thought of when yeah, you said that's challenge. True. Yeah, I didn't. Even, that didn't even cross my mind. So yeah, challenge them on their ideas to make them double. I guess think about what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hate when people challenge me like on ideas that I have. Oh, yeah. But you could be that person now. You love being in control. Mm. Well, it's not a matter of control. Maybe oh, it, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This one was interesting. Uh, tough love will work with some students and not others. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that you only, and this kind of like bleeds into the rest of what they were saying, which is you've got to form a relationship, like individual relationships with students. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same with each yeah. student, is it? And yeah. so yeah. this idea that, you know, a tough supervisor will always be tough needs to die. And it's like, if your student, you know, over after working for a year or six months, you're like, this person loves challenges so i'm going to say this needs to be on my desk or this needs to happen before friday and mm-hmm. you know that will motivate them but for some students they were saying that that challenge will just paralyze them yeah, yeah. the pressure so, gets okay. to them too yeah. much and they won't okay. do so it. it's about yeah. so that's tough love that's tough love not that's shit yeah that's right yeah <laughs> what is yeah. this rubbish so tough love like yeah you know i expect these are the things i expect and i'm gonna you know expect yeah. you but for not, some not the uh the reasonable love where it's like, would it be reasonable to yeah, expect right. for you to have done this by Tuesday? That's right. But then some students may need that, right? Yeah. They need that to make sure that you're not like, that you're not scary. Because you, I guess you are quite scary. Well, I can be. Yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah, I think you can be scary. Yeah. Um, all right. Your first meeting is your important one. Okay. They Uh-oh. need to leave that meeting thinking that you are a safe person and not have information overload. That's the important thing for the first meeting. How did you How did you go? I think I would have achieved that. Okay, Safe good. Safe is in what? Like just someone that, you know, your job there is to mentor. So if they've got problems about the project or whatever, like they need to feel like they can come and speak to you yeah. openly without fear of, you know, being told off or being told they're stupid or whatever, you okay. know. But without that first meeting shouldn't be about all the intricacies that you think are going to happen uh but more that you're just laying a good foundation for come see me whenever mm-hmm. yeah i i think i 
I think I did that. Okay. What we should do is get this student on the podcast in like six months' time <laughs> and go and run through this again. Uh, all right. Going from first year to second year. First, oh. first year, they were saying that they, in their students, they like to give reassurance and they like the student to relax and like talk around the subject and not worry so much about getting like really deep and doing like, you know, really hardcore stuff. They were saying, uh, it's their time to properly explore the subject before they get into the hardcore stuff later. What do you think? I could see it's very vague, isn't it? And I don't know if that's how like chemistry type PhDs really work. Yeah, right. But that saying is basically you ain't getting a paper out of them in the first year. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) No publications coming out. Chris is shaking over there. (laughs) (laughs) This is a waste of time now. I know what you mean, but um, these days that's a tough one, I think. You're expected to hit the ground running a little bit these days. You ready for halfway through? All right. Halfway to two-thirds, the student should be dominating the subject. Oof. All right? That means that they should be the person in your meetings and it look, that actually if you come up with an idea, they you should be empowering them and they should know enough at this stage that they can challenge you perhaps or say, no, actually, I'm going to use this method mm-hmm. because I've heard it's better. Or like they should understand the intricacies. As a supervisor, you still need to have the broad picture. So you, prob- you maybe know the field better, but in terms of that narrow subject that they're studying, they need to be dominating it. And I thought that was an interesting word choice. Dominating. Mm. Dominating. What do you think, Gibbo? I, I think that's possible with some students. I don't think it is with others. Absolutely not. Surely the idea so, of a PhD... So what would you be expecting of one of these students not capable of dominating? What do you want them to be doing? If they can at least do as I ask, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's just not realistic. I mean, some that should be the goal. I, I appreciate that as the aim, but that's just not going to be how it works with every student. Yeah, right. That's just not the reality. Mm. Just being pragmatic. Yeah. I think that's well said, Chris, but when do I... When can I make the? When do I find out? Oh well, that's what your first year is about. You need to work out what they're capable of actually doing. So you yeah. need to work. That's that's the challenge as well. And and you know, a year should be plenty of time to work out whether they can think on their own or whether they're just going to be a robot. Third that's year, good. assemble your narrative. Ooh, that sounds that's a bit <laughs> wanky, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It's all, it's all going downhill for this advice, saying, isn't it? They were saying in the third year, like this is the time where they should be dominating, but that mm. also means potentially they've got heaps of data yeah. and it's where they need the biggest yeah. amount of help to actually form their study okay. mm-hmm. as a complete thing yeah. rather than all this data that they've collected. It needs to have, They need to know why they've done it, why, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So your job as a so, supervisor is in that third year is to create the story with them that's like Mm. a thesis as a big monograph not a thesis as a series of papers yeah which is probably going to be what happens what happens yeah at least what what the aim will be yeah so it's really a series of papers that you're just trying to knit together into a single story that's the reality well i think that we'll just do thesis by publication yeah there you go boom Mm. done i wonder can poppers let us know if this is common in other places because i i don't i just don't know it was new to me when I was in Newcastle. I think it only just got introduced when I was doing my PhD. It's certainly something that's talked about a hell of a lot these days. Yeah. This is PhD by publication you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we've touched on it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to skip through the last few because they're kind of like... Oh, they're getting pretty bad, aren't they? Hey, this is this is from the like shortlisted the of yeah, national... They were shortlisted yeah. for national awards. And this has got a video. I'll post the Angel Productions video up okay. after this. Well, I tell you what, it's lucky they didn't submit these ideas to us. Yeah, we, yeah, Schmoopy they may, they would have, may have may not have uh, won their awards then. Yeah. The last few are... Okay, so be flexible. Try not to treat the student as a workhorse. And I think that's probably something we see a lot yeah like they're not there to do your work essentially <laughs> they're there to do their work that happens to mm. fit in your field yeah it's hard for that not to happen i think sometimes but yeah. it's what if they're looking bored what what have i done <laughs> what have you done wrong if they're looking yeah. bored um what you mean like towards the end or just at or any just, time just like they they feel like there's not enough to do or, or if they've ordered some things, I guess that's, uh, especially the early stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's where it comes to making them feel responsible, right? Yeah. So that they're motivated to a point where they'd be like, oh, I haven't got much to do. I should read around this subject or mm-hmm. it's my responsibility to understand the next steps more or what you know whatever well i think one of the standard things in first year is is the lit review which which is the standard thing most phd students are asked to do and i think for most it's just considered a huge chore isn't it i never had to do it when i went through Mm -hmm. but one one thing that i've heard some academics say is that lit review should turn into a review article uh yeah but the review articles are just the easy way to get loads of sites and supervisors love that Exactly. And they're a massive pain in the ass because what? You've got like 300, 400 references. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You should do that. Get them to write a letter review and tell <laughs> I them. Should. That, um, that I mean, that, that is, it, so the, I, I once gave a, I gave a talk recently to a group meeting and I did describe the student PH, uh, student supervisor relationship as a, a, it's like a symbiotic parasitic relationship. Mm. You need each other yeah. really quite badly. So the student needs the supervisor to get through and the supervisor needs the student to produce publications yeah so it, that's what makes it complicated i think mm. Mm. and if, if and the other thing I, I i sort of noted is you're talking about a, a one-on-one situation for people who have a group supervision is a completely different dynamic for them i think you should have individual one-on-one in that thing you do but if you have a group you can afford to have some students slacken off and do pretty well nothing yeah and right. as long as you've got good producers then that that dynamic i've seen that before plenty of times wow Last thing which I was really interested about was obviously we talked about create a unique relationship for each individual person, but also this person said, it sounds obvious, but actually read their work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I thought about it and I was like, I know people in my career who have not read my work. Yeah, I think you got to read it, and you got to read it in a timely manner too. That's usually the biggest criticism that most students have, yeah. I think. Uh, and by timely manner, I don't mean six months to a year. Uh, you know, you got to get it to them as soon as you possibly can. I think. Yeah. You know? Because you know, often these you know students, they might have a job they're waiting for, or they're looking for work, and they need their mm. PhD sorted out as quickly as possible. So mm. you don't want that to be a sticking point for them. So you you've got to read it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, th- I think the the one thing I learned from my own advisors was the the good ones got back to me quickly yeah yeah and quickly doesn't have to be the next day but within a week or two i think is reasonable for sections of a thesis i mean looking back on it my my phd supervisor she would get back uh full chapters within two days whoa that's That's impressive that's impressive but then you know like that was her life i guess yeah yeah you know just let me know if you're all right 
<laughs> I'm worried about you. <laughs> can I can I can I take it back a couple of notches even? Go on then. What about the conversation about what they want to do with their career? Mm-hmm. So we talk a lot about how hard it is in science. We talk yeah. about how challenging it is. Yeah. And the uh, what do we call it? The pyramid scheme. Yeah. What about the conversation where you're like, well, what exactly do you want to get out of this? Yes. Yeah, what do you a- want to do? Do you yeah. want to become an academic scientist? Because if you do, this is what has to happen. Mm. I think I think having that conversation. I mean, I wish I'd had that, but of course, when I went through it, it was, it was a different time. Actually, that's a good point. Like trying to future-proof them as well, because when I started with my PhD, like five papers a year was like, wow, phenomenal. And then when I finished my PhD, it's totally different, it yeah. was like, that wasn't enough. I think it's almost impossible to future-proof, but at least give them some idea of the expectations. Yeah, so right. they know, like, like you could say, look, you know, if you want to become an academic scientist, or if they don't know, you know, they have to start thinking about what they want to do with it. Yeah. So that was mentioned in my online course to, oh, cool. to Very talk good. to them about those types of things. But yeah. I've never heard of anyone have the, having that conversation before. No, you I've, should no, be I've never that had person. it. <laughs> uh, I had three PhD supervisors and none of them asked me. I've, I've yet to have that conversation with someone I supervise, I have to admit. But I, I, I'm look, next time it happens, I probably will. Probably. Probably will. <laughs> You should have it. I mean, like that's yeah. I think that's that's probably one of the most important. Things. I think it like, could be very useful for the supervisor because then you can start to gauge exactly. You know, this is going to sound a bit mercenary, but what you can get out of it too. If you've got someone who wants to become an academic scientist, then you can say, right, well, this is what you're going to have to do to be competitive once you leave. Yeah, and therefore you're going to know. Well, you know, this is going to be someone that is going to have to produce a lot of work, mm. and that is going to benefit you. If they're not going to do that, well. You know, that might adjust how you supervise them as well. Yeah. Schmoopster, have we helped you? (laughs) Yeah. So how, what about with me? How do I be a good supervisor and be a good researcher myself? Oh, that's interesting. All right. So we've been pretty uh, student focused here. Yeah. So how do you look? I think you just care about myself here. (laughs) (laughs) I should have. I should have thought about that. Do you know what? I think it only gets harder. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think there's any real. I think that the payoff is you'll get more papers. That eventually. that's the theoretical payoff. Maybe. That may not happen. Yeah, that but may not happen. Ultimately, I don't think there's any any trick to it other than you've just got extra work to do now. Mm-hmm. Certainly, for a period of time, that's the case. But but there is some shifts happening. So um, certain key performance indicators now f- for research is co- is completions. So um, supervisors are now being expected to have a certain number of completions per year and that's part of their research output. Mm. So that changes the dynamic a bit. That means students completing in a timely manner is going to become more important to supervisors. Yeah. So if you're lagging a bit on papers but you're doing well with your supervision and you're getting completions, that will make up for it. Mm. And so that incentive is – I think universities are trying to make that incentive improve supervising. Yeah. So, so, so there is a research component to supervising well mm-hmm. because if they complete, that makes you look good so, and within a certain period of time, not within 10 years, within, within four <laughs> <laughs> is, what, is what I think universities are pushing for now. So if I'm, if I'm doing active research myself, yeah. how separate should the two research projects be? Oh, I think if there's some commonality, that's got to help. I think it it, yeah. it has to help. I mean, I mean, a mistake some supervisors make, you know, at the stage you're at, is they think I've got a student, I don't have to do any more experiments. 
I can just get out of the lab and they can do it all. That that just isn't going to happen. Like you'll have to be in the lab still. And then they can learn from you as well. So I think that's useful. Well, Schmoop, sir, any more? Uh, any, either of you want to be co-co supervisors? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a massive pain in the ass. <laughs> Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the activity is going camping. Going camping? Yeah. That's right. I do that every day. I do that every day too. You go camping every day? Yeah. Because I've lost my house. I've sold my house to fund Verbalize.science and I'm camping. Oh, that makes a lot of sense picking him up. No, Andy. Yeah, that's what I've done. I I believe in myself. (laughs) He's always... I'm backing myself 100%. Do you know, he he does stand outside the wrong house (laughs) when I pick him up and he's standing (laughs) out there every time. I knew something was up. Look, So you're saying he doesn't even remember which house he used to own? (laughs) That's how homeless he is. (laughs) (laughs) Look... I've learned in the startup world, you've got to back yourself 110%. And that's what I'm doing. You've backed yourself into a cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all right. Elon Musk, whatever his name is, used to... What about it? Yeah, he used to sleep under a desk or something. And I'm just sleeping under... Yeah, but he had a bench. mansion to go home to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good old Musky. Um, all right, going camping. So, I there's one thing about camping that is the make or break for me. The weather? No, not the weather. I don't give a shit about the weather. Uh, the tent. Fishing. Don't give a shit. Well, tent is part of it, but... but no, no, let's, let's guess. No, we're wasting time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the quality of sleep. Oh. That is it. Okay. Oh. That is my definition of like good camping. I know right? yours. Take a sleeping tablet, isn't it? I, look. Give 100 people sleeping tablets. Give 100 people sleeping tablets. That's how we're going to go. Your turn, maybe. Well, I know... No. <laughs> I know now why we had the soft or hard bed at the start of the episode. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> There's a pattern emerging. There's always a pattern. Yeah, very good. Um, so for me, if I wake up sleep, like wake up tired on a camping trip, the whole day I'm going to be miserable and complainy. Like you're, a proper you're not English much, person. If you don't get enough Z's, you are a bit of a I nightmare, am aren't you? Angry. Yeah. 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 Just real moody. Anyway. I know, I know. So these are the sort of things. So my my thing is, I just want to optimize sleep. Now, while I was thinking about this, I was like, I could just book a hotel. So we're still going to stay with camping. <laughs> yeah. So you have to be like in a tent in the wilderness. Yes. Okay. Yep. But but we all we also know that when you book a hotel, you're probably going to book a coffin anyway. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> so, you and your coffin tube. Yeah. I, what are you going to put a pot yeah, plant in there? Man. That's camping. I, what? I honestly can't imagine any camping situation which is worse than, than a capsule hotel. A capsule hotel. You'll put Mate, a capsule hotel in the wilderness. You'll sleep in a pipe. Actually, that would probably be way better. <laughs> well, you better. are homeless. <laughs> You're camping all the time. <laughs> all right. Come on, you two. Sorry. Um, okay. So first thing, mattress. Mm. But is it camping if you take a blow-up mattress? What's, uh, what's the jury say? I, I asked this question after I last went camping. Yeah. Camping or glamping. Yeah. And I had a blow-up mattress. Yeah, that's glamping. Absolutely. And we called glamping. Yeah. So it's not camping. No. Really? So I would have said yes. But there are like those ultra-light blow-up mattresses. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you, <laughs> Do you mean. Know the what ones I mean? Like, and they, they partially self-inflate. Yeah. yeah. So oh. I think that's... Because that's so, not like a... That's camping, so hold right? It. No, yeah. that's even worse than glamping because it self-inflates. <laughs> <laughs> I said partially. 
It partially self Yeah, I think they're called Thermosat or Thermo yeah. something. Yeah, they're fine. Um, when I went proper camping, I had one of those foam things that roll up really Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's also the eggshell thing. Anyway, so um, Soft. that I think makes a big difference to the quality of sleep. The length of your trip, I don't care how good your setup is. On the first night, you will not sleep well. Mm. In the same way that you don't sleep well, really, yeah. in a in a um, hotel room. Yeah. That's scientifically proven. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. They've yeah. done sleep studies on this. Is You're it real? Right. Yeah, your brain, your part oh, of your yeah, brain, it takes like three nights. Yeah, is actually active um, when you're sleeping, not not in your normal situation. Yeah. Sorry, wasting time. Keep going. But I, so that I, one, I tend to find that I sleep bad the first night, but then I'm so tired the subsequent yeah. nights that I sleep so well. Absolutely. And Brilliant. so that brings me on to the next one, which is like making yourself tired. So it's like what you do during the day. Mm-hmm. You exercise. You go for a walk, uh, whatever, and yeah. that's clearly going to make you more tired. Yeah, play some sport. <laughs> uh, whatever. Non-committal why noise. I, <laughs> why would I go? Non-committal. <laughs> why would I go all the way into the wilderness and take a ball? <laughs> what, so what's the, what is the exercise you're going to be doing then? Just walking. Just walking around my tent. Oh my lord! Do you have time for that? Walking around your tent? Not <laughs> even walking around tent. the countryside, mate. I get nervous going into the bushes. I can't walk around a coffin. <laughs> uh, also, I really feel like uh, scary bedtime camp stories would Ooh. keep me up. Like the you know the stories like so if we're camping and Chris would be like. I'm coming to your tent at 10, 10 p.m. I'll be like, no! <laughs> that is scary. Yeah, that's really scary. Um, the amount of carbon monoxide poisoning from the campfire. Yep. Uh, I think it's going to... I reckon go high. Okay. Make yourself sleepy. <laughs> Huff that campfire. He was pronounced dead or extremely <laughs> sleepy. Yeah. And then, obviously, the biggest thing is warmth of sleeping bag. Okay. I think that's those are the top things, I reckon. How are you going to get the old bag warm? Uh, just, get your sleeping bag. Warm. Or is it, or is it that it gets too hot and then you, yeah, then you get too hot. That's a yeah. problem too. Well, I think that just temperature regulation in sleeping bag is very difficult. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. That so requires, that requires science. So what I want to do in my Ooh. science this foreshadowing is, is no. uh, I've got a Fitbit on. Simple. Why oh. recreate a new gadget if a Fitbit can tell me my quality of sleep? Oh, indeed. Why not buy a really expensive rubbish one? (laughs) Yeah. You can touch them now and they do shit. Okay, cool. Anyway, so I've got those. Um, And also, I found online a measure of grumpiness. It's a series. It's like a Google Forms, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it asks you stuff like, uh, do you like getting up in the morning? (laughs) What's the units for grumpiness? Uh, It goes from Christopher Gibson... (laughs) To Schmoopy. <laughs> who's high? Oh, well, I'll go. <laughs> yes. Are they SI units? Yeah. System International. They are, no. Oh, very they good. Are, no. um, and so what I'll be doing, very simply, gents, huh. is varying my mattresses, varying my length of trip, and measuring to see how grumpy I can make someone. Okay. Uh, for the carbon monoxide poisoning, obviously, I can't just rely on them huffing a campfire, so I will be poisoning people with a mask. Oh, that was a bit, was that it? Was, that yeah. was, that was, I thought that was sort of part of the humour of your sizing. That's a real thing. Yeah. You're going to be killing people. Yeah, so I, carbon monoxide poisoning, just to see at what point, how much campfire they need to be exposed to to, mm. to be properly sleepy and have a good night's sleep. Oh, okay. Victorians did it. Why can't we? Yeah, very good. Um, and measuring grumpiness. Guys. You've done it again. I've done it again. You have brought the same level... You usually bring designs this. You are, if anything, consistent. Thank you. 
Mm, thank you. Consistently rubbish. Anyway, Smoopy. Smoopster. You wrapped him up there. (laughs) Sorry, I took over. Well, he can't wrap himself up. I'm going to wrap you up. You're done, Smoopy, over to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the worst thing about camping? Sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) No. Lack of food, lack of water. Boredom. It's, it's packing up at the end. <laughs> no, I tell you what, what, Kate and I love that bit, right? Because we've got this what? thing. No, no, this is brilliant. We pack up the tent. The tent is the like the jewel in the crown of packing up, right? Kate loves okay. packing a car, and so <laughs> My God, really? she really likes it. She, I, I, yeah. So the last thing is we we've got a system. The tent we've done it enough now that it all wrapped up, but you've got to get the the um, air out of the tent, right? Mm-hmm. So Kate lays on the tent and I like vacuum clean her via her legs backwards and forwards to kind of like massage out the air. <laughs> oh my God. Uh-huh. Anyway, super fun. You got to be there. <laughs> well, there you and go, listeners. That's why packing up's the best bit. That, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's assume that it is All a right, bit boring. This is a little subjective, but I guess we'll go along with this for the time being. Right, but that so is anyway, the worst thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to fix... The packing and then the packing up Good. for camping. Yeah. So I kind of find that like you have all your stuff in your backpack when you're yeah. camping and then you take it all out, you know, whoosh, 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 set the whoosh, tent whoosh. up Yeah. and then you got to chuck What's everything. What's the setting up tent noise? Uh, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to chuck all your stuff inside the tent What's and that then noise? finally whoosh. <laughs> And then finally you're ready. <sighs> so that's quite a lot of effort. Yeah. And you're left over with a bag at the end that's uh, been holding all this stuff. Boring. Oh, my God. That's just useless. Oh, my yeah. God. Until you're packing up later on. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely right. That is a chore. All right. So what if your tent is your bag? What if your tent is your I bag? I saw this on a rubbish right. commercial about midnight, I'm sure. <laughs> Was this made by Mattel? So all you have to do then is put your that on your backpack, yeah, uh, on your back, and you're yeah. ready to go at, at the end of the day. So you're carrying a so, tent full of stuff. Yes, your tent that, is your backpack. But the, your I, bag I'm, is your I'm backpack assuming the tent. tent. <laughs> I'm assuming the tent isn't sort of like I've got poles in it, like it folds down to a, a bag size. It's yes. not like you're just picking up. Our tent. <laughs> well, you—it's not the shape of a tent. Yeah. It's the shape of a backpack when yeah. you All when right. you go to the park. Yeah. So it's I'm a, on. It's I'm a on tent, board. Tent with handles. I'm not on board. This is rubbish. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Come on. Keep so, going. <laughs> the camping tent bag. Yeah. All right. Camping tent bag. Yeah. Name to be confirmed. Yeah. Uses vacuum technology <laughs> to pack your bag for you. Nice. So Whoa. you start with an inflated tent. Yeah. Uh, you then. Uh, just throw all your stuff in there. You don't need to be careful about where it goes. So yeah. none of this rolling so bollocks. There's no rolling. Yeah. It'll all Hold just on. No gets... need to lay your loved one on the bed and roll them along it? No. No, no, need, no. <laughs> no, no need for Andy and Kate's weird... Hang on. We're essentially doing vacuum the vacuum. Thing. Your vacuum technology. We're doing a manual version of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. Can you go? Right. <laughs> so at my house, so I'm throwing everything into the tent. So yeah. I've got a two-room tent. Yeah. And so my this tent also has two rooms in it. Oh, lucky so you. you can have your all your Let's bedroom stuff into that room, uh, all of your kitchen well, stuff. Why into do you the need another room? Kitchen, fireplace, telly to set to separate sleeping and uh, common areas, toilet, all everything. Right. Your commode, oh. latrine. So everything's inside the tent. Yeah. Wow. 
and then you hook that up to a vacuum. And it sucks out. Oh, and the vacuum, of course, is plugged into the PowerPoint, which is your house. Yes. Are we camping now? So we're, what are we doing? We're, we're prepa- packing. We're preparing we're, to we're go. Oh, ready. we're packing. Oh. I thought we were out in the wilderness now. And oh. so at home, of course, you'll just use a vacuum because okay. you'd be stupid not to, Chris. You but could just suck the air camping, out. at camping, you, you just have the, uh, a foot um, pump. Foot pump. <laughs> so easy. That sounds like agony. <laughs> so, as, so as the air gets sucked out of the tent, it crumples into the shape of a backpack. Mm, right. And so How I'm doing strong this is this vacuum? Regular vacuum cleaner. Okay. You think your foot pumping is as strong as a, a, an electric vacuum cleaner? Yes. Mm. Good. Unlikely. And so the the different walls in the tent have slightly different um, strengths. Permeability. So, no, not permeability. They're completely yeah, impermeable. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So it's like an origami thing. So it, it yeah. So it's gonna, so it means it's going to crumple in a specific way. It's yeah. not just going to crumple randomly into a ball. It's yeah. going to mm. crumple into a shape. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then as all the air leaves as well, you basically got no uh, lost space for your packing. So it's like using a vacuum bag, which is the the science of travel, really, where you evacuate the all the air out of, of your travel. out of your packing. Yeah. So now we've got all of our stuff in the smallest possible space. Yeah. And it's directly on. T- it's directly ready to be worn as a backpack. Well, Love there it. you go. So you, then you get to you look, get to the location. You turn it the your vacuum on reverse. Oh, pump it up. Oh. The tent then just reverses. It goes to the completely um, pumped, uh, what's erect state. <laughs> yeah. Assemble- love it. So, this is the foot pump. You're pumping with the yep. foot again. Yep. Yep. You're pumping, you're pumping for a couple of hours. You're pumping to get it erect. Yeah. Yep. Get yeah. it. You sure? Your tent's ready to go. Yeah. Oh. You have a have a great time camping. Probably yep. sleep really well. Oh, you have I reckon a- you're like, you're that. Oh, I know exactly what sort of annoying person you are when you're camping. You're the person that brings a cricket back. And a ball. And you're like, do you want to head over? over to, there's a field over there. Do you want to head over? Just smash a ball right? Do you want to do that? No, I'm camping. I want to sit here and get drunk. Wow. Well, look, you got time for both with mine because you don't need to unpack. <laughs> He's at least three shearers worth of grumpiness there. Did you notice that? <laughs> and then when it's time to pack up again, you just vacuum everything together, backpack, yep. head Hold off. Is that, still the, is that still the foot pump? Your foot pumping away? It's always the foot pump when you're outside, isn't it? Well, what do you think, Chris? I, I guess so. Oh, there <laughs> you go. So happy with himself. Do you want to boom yourself? Hold on. Is that finished? Is that it? Oh, okay. So you put some handles on a tent, and that's yours, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, uh, I guess it's me. I guess it's you. I'm and looking forward to this. <laughs> me too. Andy, looking forward oh, to this. I love this moment every yeah. week. It's about this time of science. This when I I do regret giving you guys quite a lot of <laughs> shit because I did talk mine up quite a bit. Yeah. And it has um, never delivered up to this point. Sixty-nine episodes. I'm, I'm, I'm not confident I'm going to be able to deliver um, what what I kind of said I would earlier. But, mm. but let's see. Let's so see, shall we? Are you suggesting that maybe you were belittling our science? This is because you knew how um, poor you were going to perform. That's exactly it. Yeah, and I'm yeah, self-actualized like the, too. I shouldn't be doing that. No, you're like the bully that's got loads of like self-esteem issues. But I'm actually really scared on the inside. That's what he's. That's, that's what, what kind of said. That's what he said. Oh, okay, I said it better. All right, <laughs> science is going camping. So we've all got different different things about what's on with the it. worst yeah. thing about camping. I like the way that we all went 
to the worst thing. Like we, yeah. we, none of us went. Oh, we love. Camping. I'm going to make camping. So for me, uh, camping when I when I was younger used to be a sort of easy going lack of preparation kind of thing. You just throw things in a car and go somewhere and yeah. camp illegally and whatever, and it was fun. <laughs> now when I go camping, I've got kids involved yeah and that changes everything and so that's the perspective i'm taking so for me camping is now about survival and safety yeah keeping the kids safe that's yeah. what it's all about yeah. that's the lens through which i see the world yeah so that's the way it's going to be so uh what am i going to do to keep the kids safe we have actually done some science on this already me and joyce we did some backyard camping to try and iron out the difficulties and the details Is backyard, of camping I, with kids. I don't think you can camp in your own backyard. I said that's why I called it practice. Yeah. Got so it's, you had a good. dry run. Effectively, we experimented. Yeah. Do you guys, you familiar with that term? Uh, experimented. It, it rings Science. a bell. I haven't done it yeah. for a while. Yeah. And what we found is camping with kids, even in your backyard, is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone got a good night's sleep except for me. Why? And at one point, we did put the kids into the um, back into the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we it was a moderate failure. One thing I will say: no, 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 that's a complete failure. Yeah, it was a moderate bad. failure. It's a complete failure. Joyce found this tent, uh, a family-sized tent that can fit. Apparently, it can fit like twenty people, but the four of us struggled to fit in there. You are the size of about fifteen people, Chris. <laughs> Um, but you could put it was a completely retractable, completely fold up, and yeah. I was pretty impressed by it. I have to say, good. Um, now, there's a way around this because the problem with actual camping is weather, weather, insects, yep, animals, yep, and all the other annoying things that occur during camping. So that everything that isn't inside a house. Yes. Okay. How are we going to solve this? I give you one word that might be two words because I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but I say biodome. 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 A biodome is a form of controlled, self-sufficient ecosystem that closely replicates the natural outdoor environment. It's scientific-based form of a greenhouse that can be made up of various geodesic spheres, although it's not always the case. Yeah. And that is what we're going to use as our camping environment. Humidity controlled, weather controlled, temperature controlled. Nice. All the plant life in there is not going to be hostile to human beings. No animal life that is going to be hostile to little kids. Mm. Nothing's going to eat them. Nothing's going to eat me. Mm. Nothing's going to eat my wife. Nearly forgot about her, but she's there as well. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do. Um, and really, that's how we're going to camp. not really camping anymore though, is it? Well, the- is the biodome essentially a big tent? It is. Very good, Andy. That's exactly it. It's like a massive tent that controls the environment with inside it. But it's large enough. So the biggest biodome in the world is 3.14 acres. So it's actually got its own environment inside. Could you make it rain with your own sweat or something? Yeah, you can. Of course you can. Nice. Yeah. And so um, short and sweet, but that's how I'm science and camping. We're done. We're out. Thank you, everyone. who? No, 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 no. There's no need. No need <laughs> to be. the biodome. Not who, you. Who, um, not you. Not me. So it's not. It's already a thing. Not me. But you can so hire them. Done? You can hire and rent <laughs> you a biodome. You can rent time in a biodome. There's a couple in France that nice. you can actually rent time. Right. In. So you got to always camp in France. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, we want to go somewhere else. No, we're gonna go eat. So Snails. before we camp, we have to uh, buy international flights, fly yeah. there, yeah. Uh, bring all our stuff with us, and yeah. then go camping in, that, in a biodome. Perfect.
Guys, I think we all we brought did it. it. We all brought it today. I have to admit. <laughs> well, maybe time to change up this segment. <laughs> yeah. I think mine was all right. Yours is all right. Well, I think, like, we, no, I think we all brought about the same quality this week. No, guys. Yeah, mine was better, wasn't it? No, I think yeah. yours had the least science out of uh, anyone's. I at least had mine like, was a biodome. They, they want to put those on Mars. That's all about. They science. already exist on Mars. No biodomes. Yeah, exactly. You haven't used any skills. Your skill you've used is what was yours? The word a a vacuum and a tent with some handles on. Oi, it. gentlemen, <laughs> be nice to each other. Say sorry. And yours was rubbish too. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> it's time for pregnancy powers. There you go. Did you like that? Is that Superman? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Very good. Yeah, very good. Thanks, thanks. Um, so this is a continuation of our testing pregnancy superpowers. I am testing how fast you can eat. Uh, mm-hmm. because pre- have you noticed any improvement in eating speed or hunger? Hunger, definitely. Yeah? Yes. All right. So it's definitely... All right. Are you hungry for chocolate? Always. Because we have got four squares of chocolate <laughs> and we're going to race to eat it. Okay. Oh, I love this bit. Thanks for <laughs> supplying the chocolate this week That's as well. Okay. Oh, I love it. I've actually, so there's one extra square here. I'll have that one afterwards, but uh, I'll do that. Oh, here we go. This is, I I do find this exciting, this bit. All right. Last week, I think Lauren got 38 seconds. Yeah. And Andy was about 20 seconds. Oh, I can fucking, I can smash this. Hardcore. All right. Ready? And go. All right. They both got a square in. I think Lauren was the first fastest hand there putting a chocolate into her mouth. Yeah. yeah. The extra appetite is definitely working, I think. Uh, yes, I can see uh, Andy's mouth is moving up and down very quickly. Andy's looking slow this week. <laughs> slow. Slow and pathetic. I think and Lauren's, weak. Yeah, Lauren's winning, looking fast and winning-like. Andy's extra thin neck is not doing him any favours today. You can see the bulge of the chocolate as it goes through <laughs> Andy's neck. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. All right. Looks like Andy's got all of his chocolate into his mouth. They're very slower this week. Lauren's still got a square to go. Andy's nearly finishing. He's doing that thing where he raises his eyebrows up because he's about to show he put his tongue out. Oh, Lauren's up there. Holy hell. Lauren is up. catching up. Oh, could it be that this is the week that Lauren beats Andy? Oh, oh he's oh, still going. Oh, oh, he's finished. 55 seconds for Andy. 58 well, seconds wow, for Lauren. Wow, that's close this week. <laughs> oh, wow. I have been dominating. <laughs> dominating. Last year. Yeah. Last few weeks. Well, well done. Right. I'm well impressed. Well Lauren, done, Lauren. really all right. Really caught up to Andy Yeah, well, there. I mean, if I am the control... <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> which you are. Which I am and I love, it means you've, you've definitely got faster. But we were both slower. I've just managed to catch up with you. Why aren't you writing this down? Yeah. Because no, yeah. I'm recording it. <laughs> yeah. Scientists science should be writing remember. down their lab book. It's all right. I'll remember. Are going to listen to it? Yeah. I, I listened Properly? To it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that got him. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm testing clairvoyance and memory. Mm-hmm. So okay. what did Lauren say last time you ate was going to be? Uh, 104.5. And Lauren, again, I let you down by losing too, too much, much weight. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, uh, my buffness uh, was too much. But did Lauren think we were going to record mm-hmm. last week? Or did we tell her it was going to be two weeks? Uh, we, I don't think we mentioned it. So, no. so you were at a bit of a disadvantage there, Lauren. But Lauren... 
What is but your it doesn't predict- matter. She should have known that we were oh, yeah, not going to record. No, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah. you've recorded once since I said that and you didn't make it. So I was wrong both weeks, really. Yeah, so Clairvoyance isn't panning out mm. as well as we expected. But anyway, <laughs> Lauren, what, what do you predict for next time? Um, 102.0. Oh, thank you, Lauren. <laughs> I will endeavour to get to that weight. <laughs> you make sure you weigh yourself before you I'll come what, here what and do. then I'll, drink and, and, water or yeah. go in a sauna, <laughs> whichever. Put some coins in my pockets or something and get myself to that weight. <laughs> if I'm over that weight, I might have to chop a limb off. We'll see what Ooh. happens or get weighed naked. Anyway. Limbs um, are yeah, very do that. heavy. Oh, how did I know you'd be keen right. on that? Shave your hair. I'd love to see your junk. Thank you. All right. Um, now, Lauren. Memory test. Mm, this isn't going to work. Oh. <laughs> Lauren's been getting better and better at this. I'm upping it to eight words. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's happening. So, these are random words. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Yeah, we get it. <clears throat> First set of eight. Why is Gibbo so amazingly muscular and handsome? Why is Gibbo so amazingly muscular and handsome? Jesus. Oh, this is I, it's unbelievable. It's a question fast. I would like answered right now. Unbelievable. <laughs> Lauren, that's eight words. Words are just made up things in random order. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like you pluck them out of a hat. And you get them all eight right. I'm impressed. Mm. Right. Now, next one. If it, this is another sentence. This is another. I'm no. I'm cutting this whole section. It's not a sentence. <laughs> it's words. It is troubling how thin Andy's neck is. It is troubling how thin Andy's neck is. Again. <gasps> Again. What a unbelievable section. What's your control here? I reckon mm. I could have got I reckon I can get all that too. I reckon I can get all three of them in this in a row. We're not testing you guys. Stay out of it. <laughs> I'm trying to hold the limelight. This is Lauren's time. Lauren, you're doing amazingly well. I'm very proud Thank of you. you. Third lot. Why does Cameron love Gibbo more than Andy? Why does Cameron love Gibbo more than Andy? <laughs> Stay out of it. Lauren, go for it. <laughs> Why does Cameron love Gibbo more than Andy? Oh, hold on. You did, was there one word wrong there? Was um, No, that was absolutely correct. <laughs> Lauren, that's eight out of eight, three does. in a row. I am uber impressed. Your memory powers are getting super and super every time. Lovely. Every time. Thank you so much. What I, a pointless five <laughs> minutes that was. I, I think our listeners will differ with you. It makes me you. feel slightly better. Yeah, well, I'm go. keeping it in just for that reason. But Thank Jesus. you, Lauren. Keep Gibbo. saying that, Lauren. And I feel like our listeners probably consider my section the best of the three. Incorrect. You can put that to a vote on the forum or oh, Facebook page I, if yeah, you like. I'd love to do that. Oh, Listeners, be rubbish. vote on whose superpower <laughs> section is better. <laughs> All right, Schmoopster, let us know what you're up to. I'm doing the smell test again. Nice. So I have increasing concentrations and two blanks of a rosewater smell. Uh, let me know which one you think of these three you think has the smell in it. Perfect. Is it rosewater we've been smelling? Oh, I thought it was parmesan cheese. Shit. Just because your fingers smell like parmesan cheese, <laughs> your nails look nice. Thank you. That has a good. That is a good thing about pregnancies. Your nails get very nice. Really? Yeah. Oh, geez, we should have done that. And I stopped playing nice. netball, so I get to grow them. Oh, okay. Well, that's yes. nice. Because in netball, otherwise you'd hurt them and they'd fold you back scratch, and be yeah. scratch people. Oh, you could scratch and you hurt other people. Other people. 
God, look. What's that nose? The air pressure changes in the room when he breathes in. (laughs) So what we got to work on, I was thinking about this. Do you think you smell better when you've got less hair in your nose or more hair? One, two, or three. One. Absolutely one. Two. Yeah, if I was pushed, I'd say two. (laughs) (laughs) One of Um, you got it all right. You all got the second one wrong. Fuck it. Two of you got the first one right. (laughs) So I'm thinking it must have been a fluke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Not me And then it was the last one Just then We all got it right No, no I said two Damn it Well Lauren Thank you No worries Thanks for being our guinea pig Thanks again Lauren <laughs> See you and next time Thanks for next further time. improving In my section Well done <laughs> Thanks Chris. Shit Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice Rom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. Like our Facebook page. Join in the forum. Anyman on it. And leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because that is the most helpful. Cameron, sponsor for the week. You were just listening to Published Perishable Podcast and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor. What's the name of that website that you were just talking about? <laughs> the rubbish one. Angelproductions.co.uk Angelproductions.co.uk It's not a porn Shoot site. website, good advice. Not a porn site. Well, apparently not good advice. All right, final farewells, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>